Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is The Americans. Today we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 9, titled, Do Male Robots Dream of Electric Sheep? Solid literary reference. Solid, solid literary reference. Much respect to whoever titled this episode. Okay. I have been waiting to talk about this episode. With much anticipation. Pretty much since we started going through the Americans. Because this episode, I believe very strongly, is a masterpiece in and of itself. It is extraordinary. It is absolutely brilliant. In fact, if I were to rank every single episode of The Americans, which first off would be impossible since it's a very serialized show and everything kind of blends together, but if by some miracle I was able to do it, this would absolutely be in my top five. Uh, For a lot of people, this is their flat-out favorite episode of The Americans. For me, it's between this and the finale, quite frankly. Like, this episode is extraordinary. It is absolutely brilliant in literally every possible way. So, in the wake of the whole finding the gad bug in the pen deal... Uh, Martha, who is being strangely nice after the whole who are you, Clark, blah 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 thing. Which is bizarre, and we'll talk more about that later because it's not really touched upon much in this episode. Uh, Martha tells Clark, quote-unquote, that... Uh, the male robot got beat up by Gad, and that they're taking it in for repairs. Uh, the center runs with this and is like, hey, so put a bug in that male robot, would ya? So they go to the repair place, and they launch what should be a very simple op. To place a bug in this male robot. But then. Someone shows up. Late at night. And this is where the episode goes from pretty solid. To freaking magnificent. Uh, So the person showing up at night is this old lady. uh, Played by Lois Smith. Who is. Magnificent. I just got to give this woman credit right now. She is absolutely extraordinary. Actually, you know what? Slow clap. She's slow clap worthy. 
Because every second this woman is on screen, she is a revelation. She is a freaking revelation. She nails this character and delivers every single line. Uh, does every single scene in like the most innocent and heartbreaking way. Uh, and I love it. Uh, but basically, Elizabeth has to sit down with this old woman because she came at the wrong time. And she now has to make sure she doesn't say anything. Uh, so she's sitting down with her. And then this old lady, like, just starts to tell Elizabeth about her life. Uh, she talks about her husband who has passed. Uh, and his time in the war and how it changed him. Uh, their big, long relationship together and all the bumpy rides of it. Uh, I especially love the inclusion of just, like, they got divorced once, he remarried, then the other woman died, and they got back together. Like, it makes for, like, a very human background. Uh, and she talks about how her husband founded this business, now it's passed down to her son, and she comes in late at night to pay bills, because she just likes being alone, she likes it when it's quiet, uh, she, like, feels connected to him. Like, she paints this magnificent portrait of herself, uh, and kind of relates to Elizabeth, in a way. And then, uh, Elizabeth starts to tell her about herself. Uh, Elizabeth answers these questions that this old woman asks. Uh, do you have a husband? Yes. Do you have children? Yes. Uh, uh, what was your father? What was your mother? Uh, is your mother still alive? Where does she live? And then Elizabeth drops the bombshell. She lives in Russia. And then this old woman sort of pieces everything together and realizes this woman I've been talking to is a Russian spy. And she doesn't even say anything. She doesn't make a big deal out about it. She just says, your English is very good. And then, without Elizabeth having to say anything, she then ma makes the connection from there. You're not gonna let me leave, are you? And of course, the answer is no. And then, like, and here's what's great about this woman. Like, she says so little, but her face says everything you need to know. Like, she emotes so perfectly. She conveys so much with just a look. Like, you don't hear her make these connections, but you see her make the connections. Uh, you don't hear her go down this linear slope from one place to another, but you see her, like, in her face. She is so expressive and amazing. And uh, this is where the, the episode gets heartbreaking. This is where the episode just becomes this huge gut punch where this woman's like, 
uh, well, there are worse ways to go. And she's just recounting all the ways in which she doesn't want to die. Uh, dying in the street, waiting for some stranger to, to help her. Uh, just dying in front of the television one day. Just sort of going. Uh, dying in a hospital, because she hates hospitals. Like, and she's going through this, like, trying to comfort herself. Elizabeth's just being very stoic. And by the way, here's the best part. You can tell Elizabeth is not comfortable with this at all. Like, you could tell, like, this is... We found Elizabeth's line. Philip's line was drawn way back when, but, like, we found Elizabeth's line, finally. Uh, you have this elderly woman, this almost maternal... Figure that she now has to kill. And she didn't deserve it. She didn't deserve it. She shouldn't have been there. She was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And now, like, after learning about her and her life and the people that would miss her, she has to basically watch as she dies. And I love that without words, without anyone explaining, here's what's going to happen here. Elizabeth just goes over to uh, the bottle of heart pills. Uh, the bottle of heart pills dumps it out on the table. And just sits down and watches as this old woman picks up one. Puts it in her mouth. Drinks some water. Picks up one. Puts it in her mouth. Drinks some water. Like, no one says anything. But you know, hey, this is how we're going to do it. You're going to overdose on heart pills. And then they're going to find you in the morning and it'll just be a, 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 a deal. And it's so hard to watch this happen. And they do not spare any piece of it. Uh, at the end, you see her kind of convulsing a bit and then just sort of slowly giving out. Uh, her breathing gets like very <sighs> labored and, and you can feel like her lungs just giving and uh, just recounting it. Like it just, it creates this knot in my soul to watch this happen and if that wasn't enough to make this stick with you, if having to watch this old woman die, who is the definition of innocence, doesn't twist your insides into knots, if this does, isn't enough for you, and if Elizabeth clearly being uncomfortable by this isn't enough for you, When Elizabeth reveals that she has children, the, the dialogue that follows, and it's seared in my brain forever. You have children? Yes. And you still do what you do? Yes. Why? 
like, I mean, we've, we've been in the world of the Americans long enough for this to seem normal. Because this is just their world. But, but this is very effed up that they have children and they still do what they do. And then at one point this old woman asks, like, why are you doing this? Why, why, why bother? And Elizabeth's answer is, because we're making the world a better place. Killing me will make the world a better place? Unfortunately, yes. And then, the best line in this episode. Hell, maybe the entire series. That's what evil people tell themselves when they do evil things. Bravo. Bra frickin' vo. Good God. That line, that whole scene, this whole episode will haunt me for the rest of my days. It is so brilliant. It is such perfection. It is such a perfect reality check. For the fact that Philip and Elizabeth are doing horrible shit. Are making such moral compromises. And even though they think they're doing it for the right reasons. Even though they have good motivation. Like they are still very much the anti-heroes. Emphasis on anti and yeah, sometimes there's an asshole like Larrick who's just like, I mean, yeah, technically he was on the quote-unquote right side, but he still kind of deserved what he got. But then you get something like this, an old woman who had no quarrel with the Soviet Union, was in no way responsible for anything, was the most innocent, undeserving person in the world. And this so-called good guy sat down and watched as she killed herself. All for a bug inside of male robot. That might get some okay intel. But we don't even know. At this point in the show. It's. It creates. The best moral dilemma. In all of the Americans. It's a perfect reality check. Uh, it's a beautifully told. Standalone story. That does a lot for specifically Elizabeth's character. And it is so. Heartbreaking. It really is. It is absolutely brilliant. Like, 
this episode, it, it's extraordinary. Uh, I honestly believe, like, it might be the best Americans has to offer. Uh, it might be some of the best hours of television ever. It, it might be one of the best hours of television of all time. It's fantastic. Uh, and that's just one part of the episode. I haven't even gotten to all the subplots. Uh, we have some stuff going on with Hans where Elizabeth's like, Hey, so this kid Todd, I think he might have seen you. So we're done here. Bye. You're never working with us again. And then Hans responds to this by straight up murdering Todd. By straight up going and murdering this kid. Even though Philip and Elizabeth let him stay alive at the end of the last episode. And it's such a good scene where, like, Hans, like, just goes, shoots Todd in the face, and his gun's, like, just not working, and Todd's running away, and Hans has to, like, just grab him and strangle him. It's such a good scene. Uh, and then following that, Elizabeth's like, you did what? And Hans is like, yeah, problem solved. I can come back. All right, cool. <laughs> like, it's such a nice little... Subplot there, uh, Stan and Oleg launch an operation to find out if this defector is actually a Russian undercover agent, uh, where, uh, Oleg sits in this woman's hotel room and threatens her, uh, tries to get her to crack, Stan's just sitting outside the room with, uh, with the BLT, and then... He comes in at some point, and Oleg just knocks him over the head and runs. And then they don't get anything. <laughs> like, it's a really, really fun operation that leads to nothing. Uh, but we're getting closer. Now Stan and Oleg are both convinced at this point. They just need to prove it. Uh, also, Philip has a sit-down with Gabriel... At the very end of this episode, it's the very last scene. Uh, they're playing, they're playing Scrabble. Uh, and two big things happen in this scene. First off, Gabriel tells Philip that Elizabeth originally was supposed to partner up with another agent, but then she rejected him. So Elizabeth basically chose Philip in a certain point of view uh also bigger philip just flat out says hey uh gabriel f you asshole i trusted you you went against my family you conspired to blow my whole family up uh now i'm gonna protect my family because i'm the only one who will and it's a great scene I love it. It is so, so good. God, this entire episode, it is, it is something else, man. It is something else. <laughs> it is so freaking fantastic. Uh, we only got four more episodes in this season. We're almost done with season three. We have almost reached the halfway point. And, uh, man, 
There's still some big things left to occur. There's still some biggins left to come, so get ready for that. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, On Monday, we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 10. Talk to you then.